you have to have first the courage, the courage to do something different. Then you have to have the commitment to be willing to do it no matter what. That's how you develop the capability. And then from that capability is the confidence. Are you struggling with mindset and confidence? Well, then today's guest will fix you right up. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Pelican-Powell, and I am joined by Natalie Peloton-Tread Graf. Oh, I see <laughs> what you did there. That was pretty slick. Is that what I'm getting for my birthday? Do you want it for your birthday? No, I have other plans. No, let's get that for your birthday. No, let's No, not. seriously, let's get you a Peloton <laughs> treadmill for your birthday. No. I'm happy. Happy to. I'm sure you are, but no, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm why, maybe Christmas. Let, let's hold off till Christmas. Uh, you know, we have done really well with the Peloton bike, though, so I think we can probably hang on till Christmas, right? That's yeah. not that let, far. Let, let's hang on till Christmas. I, I, I will have to admit, Darla, that uh, I was very, very skeptical about the Peloton in the uh, first place and did mm-hmm. we really need one more piece of gym equipment that was going to sit there and not get used, and it gets used. You know what I love about it? It's no secret I've told the audience that I gained the COVID-19 basically <laughs> during the whole shutdown because my hobbies were drinking and eating little Debbie cakes. But being on the bike and slimming down some and getting that workout in is helping me to regain some of that confidence about getting on video, getting on social, putting myself out there, being more visible on TikTok. I had I had some moments there where I was like, oh, I feel like such a slob. So actually, that's what we're talking about today. Not the Peloton bike, but building your confidence and improving your mindset. I will have to say that, yes, since we have started riding this bike, I do see a little bit of change in your mindset and maybe a little bit of hate because uh, <laughs> I'm riding it too. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's a good Haters thing. going to hate. <laughs> that's okay. Well, it's, it's important, right? Self-care is part of that factor. You have to take care of yourself because if you let yourself go downhill, then everything else kind of slides. It's like a domino effect and kind of did that. Me along with millions. It's okay. It happens. Not too hard on myself. It happens. It happens. I'm allowed a break. Absolutely. I got a lot going on. I'm overwhelmed. Everybody's allowed a break. Let me tell you, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot (laughs) to run Darla Powell Interiors and Wingnut Social. And I do not have a minute in my day. And because of that, we hired a new a creative director at Darla Powell Interiors, Rex Rogosh. Welcome, Rex. Yay. Yay. So, so far. Darla, mm-hmm. maybe today in this interview that maybe you should really pay attention. Yeah. And I know I'm the first one to say it doesn't matter if you've gained weight or lost weight. And to my, in my defense, I did still post. You did. When I, when I was chunkier. Chunky. <laughs> and I'm not, not chunky now. So, yeah, I did own it, but I feel better that I'm back on track. I, I definitely oh, feel good. more in control. Excellent, excellent. Of myself. What about yourself? What about yourself? <laughs> Natalie, before we get in into today's mindset with Desi Creswell, our excellent guest today, we have a little bit of housekeeping. So... You remember Nicole Heimer, No Like and Trust. Uh, how can I forget, Nicole? <laughs> you guys are buds. My good friend, Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro, who is currently redoing our Wingnut Social website. And I have to tell you, it is sexy as hell. 
That is, that is going to be one good looking website. You're going to go to that website and you're, you're not going to be able to control yourself. You're going to have to sign with Wingnut Social. That's how good that website is. All right. Let me tell you guys a little bit about Desi Creswell. Desi is a certified life and business coach who helps interior designers stop feeling <laughs> overwhelmed so they can intentionally achieve next level success with more freedom and fulfillment. An award-winning interior designer who has worked for world-renowned design and architecture firms prior to establishing her own design practice, Desi is uniquely equipped to empower her clients with an essential blend of industry-specific expertise and mindset coaching. Her passion is to help designers build thriving businesses that enrich and support their lives as a whole. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Desi Creswell to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Desi Creswell. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? And help! (laughs) (laughs) That I can do. I am doing very well. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, Being a listener and feeling like I'm part of the conversation as a listener. And now I actually get to be a part of the conversation. Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for being a fan of the show and listening. We appreciate that. You're one of the uh, five. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Founding member. (laughs) This was really fortuitous because in the um, intro there, I was telling Natalie how overwhelmed I am because I run not just Wingnut Social, but also I have Darla Powell Interiors and I'm about ready to pull my hair out. Yeah, you've got a lot going on. (laughs) I do have a lot going on. Maybe there's no fix for that. No, there is definitely a fix. That's what I help my clients with day in and day out. Out as a mindset coach. I'm a mindset coach for interior designers who are overwhelmed. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank God. Okay. So this is truly a <laughs> gift from baby Jesus then. So, <laughs> and I also struggle personally, and I've told the audience about this before with some self-esteem issues and self-confidence issues. And sometimes I have mm, to get out of my mm-hmm. own head. And yes. I know, I know that we do have men and women listening, but I think the, the larger percentage is women, probably a good 70% of our audience is women designers. And I mm-hmm. find that that's, I'm not alone. <laughs> a lot no. of women have, Mm-mm. you know, issues. And so where that really boils down, and we see that at the marketing agency a lot is when we get clients coming to Wingnut Social. And we say, you know, your feed is needs A, B, C, or D to improve. And, and where are you? How come I'm not seeing any pictures or videos of you on there? They freak out. They freeze. They lose their self-confidence. They they think that they no one wants to see them, that they're, mm-hmm. they need to lose five pounds. They're too old. They're too whatever the case may be. So first, before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about you and your, what's the word I'm going to think? Your gravitas here. So you were an interior designer and now you're a mindset coach. Tell me about that transition? How did that happen? And we'll dive in. So you're right. I started out in commercial interior design and then eventually transitioned to my own residential interior design practice. And that really was stemming from wanting to be more in control of my schedule and having the vision of wanting to start a family with my husband and you know have that work-life balance. And what I found was that I didn't have that at all when I started my business. And I think that's a really common thing that happens is that we get into having our own business because we really want to create the life that we envision. And then we become so overwhelmed with the day-to-day operations and projects and clients. And it really feels like we become our own taskmaster. And the transition really started for me I guess in hindsight, when we had our first child, I was completely feeling overwhelmed with the way that I started my 
quote unquote maternity leave with our now seven-year-old and did not plan for enough ease in that transition. And then the second time around, when we had our second child, I completely pulled back and was like, I'm going to stop taking projects like six months before. And that didn't feel quite right either. And I started thinking, there's got to be a way that I can do this interior design business, feel like I am engaging in work that I find meaningful and fun and also be showing up in my personal life the way that I want to be showing up. And that was really the start of my coaching experience. It's when I hired my first coach to really try and figure out how am I going to mom and work at the same time because I knew that was something that I wanted to blend together. And as I got more and more into coaching and seeing really the results that I was creating for myself and just seeing the power of the work, I knew that there needed to be someone who could provide this to people in our industry specifically, and I wanted to be that person. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're here because I I will tell you, Natalie and I, especially as of late, have really been struggling to find that work-life balance. And it doesn't help that we are the owners of two (laughs) different Mm -hmm. companies that require a whole hell of a lot of logistics and working parts that we are both a part of here. So what do you do when you just, the load is too much? How do you find that work-life balance? Where does one begin? Well, one of the things that I really like to do as a starting point with my clients is to develop their work-life vision. Really, this is taking a look at how do those different aspects intertwine and where is there the overlap and how do they actually support each other as opposed to being to the detriment of each other. So that's certainly one thing that I like to start with because once you have that vision in place, then you can start using that as a filter for making decisions. And that becomes really important because oftentimes we're not actively making decisions in our lives or business. We're just running on default. And so that's kind of the first step of taking back control of that out of control feeling. And then I think, you know, there's the practical part of it too, of taking a look at what's your limit and what's your load. How much time do you want to spend giving to your business? And then what are the expectations you're putting on yourself to fulfill those different roles? You know, are you marketing and your bookkeeping and your fulfillment and customer service and all these different things? And then you can really start taking a look at, okay, so what are the priorities in the business? And what are the priorities in my life? And are the things that I'm doing on a daily basis contributing to those priorities or are they taking them away? And then you start to look at how can you start to delegate, delete, or automate different things in your business. And so there's a lot of different ways to come at it. But I really like to look at it not just from a tactical, follow this 10-step program and you'll figure out how to manage your time, but really taking a look at it through the lens of what's important to you and what's important to your overall lifestyle and your business goals, and then figuring out how to achieve that in a way that feels really easeful. Is it fair? Is it not fair to maybe try to put a timeline on it? Like by a certain amount of time, say within three months, I need to have all my stuff together or this is never going to work. Or do we just kind of, <laughs> or do we just take one day at a time and, and slowly make those changes? You know, just. No, I have to ask you now. Did you really just want to say have all your stuff together? I did. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't say that. <laughs> So, okay, it's not a linear process. That's really important to own right away. There's not going to be this one day when you're all of a sudden going to have your 
S-H-I-T together, right? (laughs) And (laughs) because the thing that happens is every time we get to that next level of growth, we have a new set of problems to deal with. So I think it's not an appropriate expectation to expect that one day you're going to have it all figured out. So let me just preface all of that with that. There's also benefit in saying, I'm going to have this goal of in the next 60 days, I'm going to have this part of my business delegated. And so then we can work backwards and say, what are all the steps I need to take in order to meet that goal? Okay. So what if you're not in a position, not we are, we delegate the hell out of a lot of stuff and we're still overwhelmed. But if you're not in a position quite yet as an interior designer to delegate some stuff out, how important is it to just be able to say no to certain things and to really have that cut off? And I think, again, going back to the self-esteem and the self-confidence thing, saying no for a lot of us is kind of hard. We're people pleasers. We don't want to just mm-hmm. say, listen, no, I can't make that meeting or I can't do this. And I, I tend to fall in that category as well. I've way overcommitted the next month or so because people have asked me to be part of things. People have asked me to, and I just feel so grateful that anyone even cares <laughs> that they want mm-hmm. me to join that I'm like, yes, of course I can do that. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. I won't even tell you what she said. <laughs> there's not enough time <laughs> in the world. So let's talk about that because you did talk about some of that earlier, making those choices about what's important to you. So can you tell us a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah. Okay. Circling back to your first question, which was about not having necessarily the resources to mm-hmm. delegate. Yeah. There's two things you'd want to consider there. One is if you truly don't have the resources right now to delegate, it's still important to be looking at what are the systems and procedures that you need to put into place. So that way, when it does come time that you can delegate, you have that all set up so that it's a very easy handoff process. Getting very clear on what your system is for yourself so that way you're not leaving it to someone else to figure out and kind of clean up your mess. The other thing is... I would suggest that everyone just question, do I actually have the resources to delegate or not? Because oftentimes we're doing work that is like 20 or $30 an hour work when we could be billing a client our hourly rate, which is upwards of right. significantly more depending on where you're designing and what you charge for your rate. But when you start to look at the math of it, really the investment of a $20 an hour thing by spending money, you're going to make more money. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we look at that too from the marketing perspective. We have interior designers out there who are charging $200, $250, $300 an hour doing their own social media. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> Why would you even yes. do that? You're, I know. You're- and I like to look at it as like, I'm not a social media expert. So would I pay someone my hourly rate to do a subpar job at social media? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, And that's exactly. essentially what you're doing. <laughs> God bless you for saying that. That's so true. And I love I loved the way that you put that out there. Okay, so let's get into the mindset a little bit. Like, what is the difference between a negative mindset and a healthy mindset when it comes to figuring out that work-life balance? And if someone does kind of have a, a negative mindset, what does that look like? How does that manifest itself? We all have a negative mindset to a certain extent. Okay. Okay. So just to be aware of that, right? The goal of what I do with my clients and the mindset work that we do is not to feel happy all of the time necessarily. Okay. Life is 50-50. So just expect that half of your thoughts are going to be kind of negative and some of them are going to be lovely. And really what the negative mindset starts to come into play with the overwhelm and the work-life balance is what is the story that you're telling yourself about either what it is that you have to do, how much is on your plate, and things that lead you to feel overwhelmed, like I'm never going to get it done, I never have enough time, I'm always behind. Are any of these sounding familiar? Yeah, you're in my head, get out. 
Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so we all have certain narratives that just are kind of on repeat. We have 60,000 thoughts a day, and a lot of these are running in the background, and we have no idea they're even there. So the first step is really just getting that awareness of what is that story I'm telling myself. Once you have the awareness, you can start to catch yourself and think about what could I potentially be thinking that would serve me better? What I teach my clients is the think, feel, act cycle. Our thoughts, which are constantly coming at us, they create a feeling for us in our body And that drives certain actions. And that, of course, produces results for us. And so when we're having the conversation constantly in our head of that I'm always behind or whatever it is, that's going to produce a certain result for you. So we start to take a look at what are those other beliefs that we might want to adopt that actually would produce a better result for us. Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, that's something that I've kind of become self-aware about that sometimes negative thoughts or self-defeating thoughts serve you in a way to keep you from doing things that you're afraid of, right? To keep you in your comfort zone. Like if, if you have a client that comes to you and says, oh, well, I'm not going to get on video. I'm, I'm too old or I'll wait till I lose 10 pounds. That's really just an excuse because you're afraid of going out of your comfort zone sometimes in some cases. There's a really interesting thing that you have here that our producer Karina told us is that you have a system in by developing and improving your mindset called the four C's. Is that related? I can't take credit for that. Oh, okay. It's Dan Sullivan, but it is a concept that I use with my clients quite frequently. You have to have first the courage. Okay, that's the first C. So the courage to do something different. Then you have to have the commitment to be willing to do it no matter what. That's how you develop the capability. And then from that capability is the confidence. And what I love about this concept is that you don't have to have confidence in order to take action. You just need to have that first step of being courageous enough to get started. And that is a game changer, I think, because oftentimes we're like, well, when I feel confident, because and we're thinking it's because of some external circumstance of when I lose that five pounds or when I've got the right haircut or whatever, then I'll feel confident. But there's always going to be something kind of running in the background. So if we can lean on that courage and commitment to get us going, that puts us so much more in the power seat. How do we avoid returning back to some of those old habits that we've been trying so hard to correct? You will backslide sometimes. (laughs) I would encourage you not to think of it as backsliding. It's just a process of relearning patterns that you have. So don't be so hard on yourself, right? You're you're trying every day. You're making a little bit of progress. Mm -hmm. If you are too hard on yourself, that's kind of part of that old pattern, right? Yeah. You have to kind of get out of that loop. Yeah. Looking for evidence, continually looking for evidence of your wins. I think is really important here too. So yes, maybe, you know, and I'm not sure, Natalie, what you're referring to with the backsliding. We could talk about a specific circumstance. Yeah, let's. But- oh, well, let's talk about Darla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. No, I just, you know, in general, I understand, you know, coming back and maybe not being able to fall back into old habits and old habits are hard or to negative break. thinking. Or negative mm-hmm. thinking. And so mm-hmm. that that's just all it was there. But yes, you know, I do know that that you will eventually take a couple steps back, but as long as you keep moving forward, that's Baby good. Steps. So talk about me. Give her an but example. No, no, I'm good. I, I'm, no, I'm good. No examples. <laughs> I really, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you posted actually today about confidence and having a healthy mindset and how it carries into social media. Yeah, and and that confidence there that that you need to be on social. I mean, I think we've touched on it a lot in business and on video and stuff. But do you have any more insight for that as well? 
Yeah, for those clients that come to us and they're a little afraid or they're timid about that, is there something specific that you can walk them through to help them to develop some of that confidence? Partly it depends on why they're not feeling confident, Mm -hmm. right? Some of the things that you've been describing is really kind of that hiding behind the camera and that negative self-talk. Really, it becomes changing the dialogue that you're having with yourself. It's talking to yourself and looking for the positive in what you're doing and how you are showing up as the person you want to be. Because ultimately, this is something where you kind of need to tear the Band-Aid off a little bit. (laughs) It's not like one day you're going to arrive, just like what I was saying with the confidence. It's not like you're just going to one day be like, I'm ready to show up on social media and (laughs) everything's going to be perfect. That's just not how it goes. True. So you just have to be willing to get it wrong before you get it right. That can be the most freeing thought you can have. I am willing to be all in until this is what I want it to be. And that's absolutely right. It's so important to just get it rather than to worry about getting it perfect. And as you go and you finally get out of that comfort zone and creep into that that new level of existence, you start becoming mm-hmm. more comfortable with your new normal, right? Yeah. And that, that's what happened with me in the I went listen, I was a cop for 19 years, total introverted, I'm still introverted and getting on social media and getting out and putting my picture, you know, and, and becoming an influencer for me was just like terrifying. But now mm-hmm. that I've been doing it and just kind of creeping forward and starting to make videos and now we're doing webinars, it's become Becoming more comfortable for me, for sure. So it isn't something that does happen overnight. I've been doing that for three years. It is something that takes time, but you have to be willing to not look your best. Sometimes you have to be willing to stumble and trip and make mistakes, and it's okay. Nobody really cares, <laughs> especially yeah. if, they, if right. So yeah, well, I think it's easy for people to look at even you on social media, right? And different engagements that you're involved in and Mm -hmm. think Darla shows up so professional. She's so confident. She's got it all together. (laughs) Nope. And you're laughing. But yeah, I think that's what they're thinking. Just so you know. Thank you. You had to be a beginner too. Yeah. This is the result of you doing this for three years. And you're saying, I still sometimes feel a little bit shaky about it. Oh yeah, for sure. We have to give ourselves permission to be beginners. Because, of course, you don't know how to show up confidently on social right now. You haven't done it before. And then it just becomes a practice of showing up and continuing to learn from it. Yeah, I 100% agree. So we do also do have some clients that are a little shy about getting on video because they're afraid of giving up some kind of sense of privacy or some sense of mm-hmm. self. And since we are, right, since we are talking yep. about social media, that's kind of important. So how does someone balance the wanting to be visible, but still wanting to be semi-private? Do you have any advice on that? Yeah. Oftentimes what that viewpoint comes from is looking to others and what they share as kind of a rule book for what you need to be sharing about yourself. That becomes then an opportunity to look at what am I comfortable with and how can I show things that are in alignment with those values? Just because somebody else shows you every last thing they're doing throughout the day (laughs) and shows you 10 million pictures of their kids, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. But maybe there are certain things that you do feel comfortable sharing and that would be in alignment with your brand. And so how can you really build on what you do have at your disposal and do want to share. Right. And Wingnut, we call that curated authenticity. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's such a nice way to say that. (laughs) Thank you. It's not mine. Shana came up with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's empowering to think about it that way because when you're sharing on social media, a lot of this is because you want to develop that know, like, and trust factor with your potential clients. 
how do you show up naturally in the world is a great way to start to look at that and think about how can I just show that through my social media, because you really want it to be congruent. You don't want to have a, a story that's spilling all your beans, and then you show up to the consult and you're tight-lipped and serious, right? That doesn't make any sense either. And so just understanding that you can be you, and that's part of what the client hires you for. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that. And I've said this before, and at the risk of people going, oh my God, Darla, you've told this a million times. Darla Palantiris didn't really, I mean, we took off relatively pretty quickly, but it really skyrocketed mm -hmm. when we just started getting on there and doing video and just being 100% ourselves and showing our personality. Yes. And then when we showed up on consultations, it, there was no disconnect. Exactly. Yep. So back to everybody has a little bit of that negative mindset and they come off as being negative. Do you have any case studies or anything that would maybe put our listeners at ease and say, hey, you know what, here's someone that I've been able to help that allows me to share that story? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about me for a minute. Okay? Oh, perfect. Let's. This is work I'm doing even myself. And because even coaches have coaches, right? That's how important I think this is. Yeah. But she was really saying that when someone comes to my Instagram, they don't get a feel of who I am as a person hmm. and that I needed to start showing up on video more often. And the thought of that kind of terrified me <laughs> because one of the beliefs that I used to hold about myself and still I can tell is a little bit there is that I'm better communicating in writing than I am in the spoken word. And so I had a lot of fears about showing up on video and feeling like, am I going to be able to make my point clearly? And I was feeling worried about how polished and professional the clips would be. And so that's something that I'm actually really working on. And I just keep telling myself that I can get it wrong. I can get it wrong as many times as I need to until I get it right. And just having that commitment to someday being at a point where I just am feeling very willing, right, to show up. I think willing is a great motivator, if we can just talk about that for a second as a tool. Yeah, for sure. You know, being willing, it's it's really, I think it's an emotion that I often generate and being willing to like feel like, oh, I said the wrong thing or I kind of looked a little weird today or <laughs> I've got, you know, like I posted something the other day and I could see that there was a bunch of cardboard in the background that my dog had torn up and I thought, oh, shoot, <laughs> that doesn't look very professional. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's okay because my dog hangs out in my office with me and so there's going to sometimes be some cardboard. <laughs> it's that willingness again to just show up day after day and challenge yourself. I mean, and I've even seen such an increase in my own comfort level of showing up on video. And uh, this is something I've been doing for maybe just a month or so. I hate to interrupt, but I have to tell you this. I saw your story today on Wingnut and we shared it and you were on video. It was a little video story about how you're going to be on the podcast. You look totally relaxed and totally natural. I would never have guessed that you struggled with that in any way. Way, shape or form. So congrats. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's been really fun to push myself out of my comfort zone in that regard. And so, you know, I can do it. You can do it. We can all do it. Yay, we can do it. We got this. <laughs> Excellent. You can do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Desi, one last thing before we get into the what up wingnut round. And again, I'm kind of obsessed about the appearance thing in, in the video. When I first started as an interior designer, I had friends saying, you know, you're gonna have to be all bougie and stuck up now that you're an interior designer. <laughs> And uh -huh. I was like, I think it was uh -huh. put together. You had to be serious. Shush. Okay. So, <laughs> and I was like, I did give it a, a minute to think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're right. And I don't know if it was because I was lazy or I was just like, no, forget it. I'm like, I'm just going to be me. And I appear on video sometimes. I'll be in a t-shirt or I'll be in my Darla Powell polo, just super 
casual. And I think a lot of designers are hung up on the fact that they have to go out dressing for video like they're on the cover of Vogue. What are your thoughts on that, on, on designers being hung up on having to just look 100% on point and perfect before they get on video? That is going to be a huge roadblock to actually showing up on social. One, we just have to get comfortable with showing our real selves a little bit. That was surprisingly a huge hang up for me too, right? Because I intentionally structure my day so that way I can get things in like workouts and walking the dog and spending time with my kids. And so sometimes I'm doing work and I'm in my Lululemon. And I really (laughs) thought, okay, I cannot be seen in my Lululemon. And so (laughs) sometimes you just need to go, okay, I had to start looking for evidence. Like you were saying kind of of sometimes you're in your Darla Powell's Mm t-shirt or you're kind of just hanging out. And I started looking for evidence of, and I'm thinking, I see people all the time that I admire and really respect on social media where they're not constantly in their full head to toe outfit. I could do that too. So I think that's one of the things is being willing to question what the expectation is that you're putting on yourself and is that expectation serving you. There's also plenty of people to help you. If it is something like where you want to start showing up in a certain way and to be dressing a certain way, there's so many ways that you can get help with that. There's no reason to not go get help. I mean, you can go to Nordstrom and have them do some personal shopping and pull together some outfits for you. You can get a makeup tutorial on YouTube, whatever it is that helps you feel (laughs) a little bit more confident. Right. Our clients draw on us for our expertise of putting together the home. Why not draw on the expertise of people who are really skilled at helping you pull together your look too? If it is something that you do really want to make part of your day. It's not necessarily a requirement, but if having a few new outfits you feel like would really just boost your self-esteem, I say go for it. We did that before we went to one of our very first appearances. We went to Nordstrom and had them Mm -hmm. hook us up with some outfits, and we did not walk out there cheaply. (laughs) No. But it was nice. I I have my friend Nicole Heimer. She still talks about one of the outfits I wore in an event, and I have not dressed that well since. So it was memorable, wasn't it? It was. I should. I really need to do that again. So Desi, this has been very helpful. And I know that there are people out there who just needed to hear this today. So thank you so much for that. Oh, my pleasure. Now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Desi Creswell, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? You know, I think I would probably be a magnolia tree. They're one very of the fun. first to bloom in the spring. And being in Minnesota, I'm not a huge fan of winter. And so that would be like my celebratory pop of color to announce warmer weather coming. A beautiful choice. What Mm -hmm. would the hashtag on your tombstone be? This is a little silly. And actually, my son just pulled this out of my closet. I have this pin called Girls Gone Mild. Um, So probably (laughs) hashtag Girls Gone Mild. (laughs) I love that. That's so cute. If you could have only one superpower, what would it be and why? Definitely transportation of my physical body to another location. Cool. That would be amazing. Again, I don't really care for winter and I live in Minnesota. So how did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be a story there. Well, I'm from the Midwest, so it's not like I'm totally don't have any experience with the cold. But when my husband was searching and interviewing for residency positions, Minnesota was a program he was very interested in attending. And it was also a place that we could see ourselves staying long term. And that was important. So we didn't have another move along the medical career. 
Minneapolis has a really amazing design scene and a design community that I really had taken a liking to. And so that was kind of how we ended up here. The other choice was Miami, though. I was so, going to say there's hospitals in Miami, you know. <laughs> I know, but but we knew we'd never stay in Miami. Uh, I can't blame you there. You know, fortunately, Minnesota worked out. And I, I actually love living here. Um, it's just the winter, unfortunately, half the year. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <it laughs> you <is>. know. <laughs> so last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally. I think the first one that I read where I just really started having kind of, I can recognize this as a turning point in just looking at different ways of seeing things. And it was Peter Block's The Answer to How is Yes. So I would definitely put that one. So I can't just pick one. And <laughs> you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Kristen Neff, Self-Compassion is still a favorite of mine. Gosh, there's just so many. I am, I'm always loving to read. And Those are three really good ones. I'm going to add the Peter Block one to my queue. I did. I do have the Benet Brown one. What was the other one? Kristen Neff is the writer, and it's a book on self-compassion. I think it's actually just called Self-Compassion. So it should be something we can all use a little bit more of. Awesome. Thank you for those recommendations. I'm sure that those books will help someone out there in the audience listening. Desi, please tell the Wingnuts listening where they can go to find your awesome coaching services and uh, how to follow you on social. On social, I'm at Desi Cresswell. And online, you can go to DesiCresswell.com. I would love to invite your, your listeners to hop on over there to DesiCresswell.com forward slash daily planner for all of you overwhelmed people. I've got the Interior Designers Get It Done guide that you can download completely free. This is going to take you through my scheduling process. It's going to help you with a lot of the things we talked about in the first part of this episode. And it's really the secret to doing less but better so that you can intentionally grow your business while still making time for what matters most for you personally. So I would love for people to check that out. And they can also schedule a mini session with me on there. And that's how I begin all coaching partnerships is that conversation that we have to figure out where they are, where they want to go, and how we can get them there. Awesome. And that's desicresswell.com slash daily planner. I just pulled it up on my iMac here. Beautiful. I love the huge hero image. That's a nice shot. All right, Desi, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast and helping me with my mindset and Natalie with hers and our audience with theirs. We hope you have an amazing week. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Natalie and Joy. Yes, Jethro. I love Desi. I, I'm aware of this. Not I love Lucy, but I love Desi. Desi. That's Desi perfect. Arnaz. I love Lucy. Gosh, you oh, yeah. are just. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah, so yeah. pretty. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, she made a, a couple of really great points, and I went over to DesiCresswell.com slash Daily Planner. Oh, you're going to start planning your day now, darling. Well, I always do plan my day, but I always like to see new things. It I, never I, goes as planned. Usually. I subscribed. I signed up. Okay. Well, there's that. That's important. I think what we really can take away is a little bit for me that I understood is everybody has a negative mindset in the beginning, and it takes a while to try to correct that negative mindset. And I would say, darling, it's pretty fair that most of the time my mindset falls a little bit towards that negativity. Am I wrong? Oh, my God. Hold, hold on. This is a moment. <laughs> this, I need to put this on the calendar. You know, you always tell me that I'm a... Um, Negative Nancy? <laughs> <laughs> 
You can be. Okay. Well, maybe that's part of the negativity. The same thought, right? She said, listen, we're human and there's going to be 50% negative, maybe 50% positive. You can't beat yourself up. It's a new habit you have to form and train yourself. So you can't. You always got to try to look for that positive. And I know, listen, I know some days are worse than others because I deal with Darla a little bit with, you know, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this done? And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? You just do it one at a time. You know, like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. So, you know, I really enjoyed what she had to say because it should hit home for a lot of designers who feel that they're completely overwhelmed. And um, I walked through the door this morning and Darla's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm completely overwhelmed. I'm like, all right, well, how can I help? One step at a time. What are we doing first? I also like that she touched on if you are having these negative thoughts or these reasons why you can't or you feel you can't post on social media or you feel you can't start your podcast or you feel you can't do A, B, C or D. What is the story that you're telling yourself? And is it a true story? You have to kind of step back and say, are you just convincing yourself that this is the reason? Because storytelling is so impactful, even if it's one you're telling yourself. If you sit back and look at it objectively and you can change some of that storyline, some of that plot, how does that look for you there? And just slowly kind of getting used to that new normal and that new new you kind of, with lack of a better way to say that. Back to the I can't, you can't. Um, I had a basketball coach, Kim Mm. Katie, my Mm. high school basketball coach. His biggest saying was only dead people can't. Sometimes even they can because <laughs> because ghosts. But I'm just saying, I mean, it just applies really to all aspects of life. You're telling yourself, well, I can't do that. Well, we can't do that. We can't. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you can't. And she just pretty much put the nail in the coffin there, too. Hey, wait a minute. Why are you telling yourself this? What? Coffin? I'm dead just people? Saying, I, I, you like that? You're a little morbid today. Hey, you know, it yeah. is what it is. So don't, and don't get caught up on perfection. Just get out nope. there. Just start doing. Start doing. And as you start doing it, I'm serious. Like I, that video. Come on, Darla. I look back on some of the stuff I did earlier and now I kind of cringe. But, you know, I shouldn't because I went out and actually did it. You're yeah. learning. Yeah. I'm you're I, learning. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was And learning. now you're doing TikToks and acting a fool. I am, right? Isn't that great? <laughs> I went from being totally shy and not wanting to do on video now to just going on TikToks and not giving a AF. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today's episode, guys. Be sure to show up to the IWCE webinar that I'm doing with the super fabulous Nicole Freakingheimer. The link to that will be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Please leave us a review on whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Follow us on social at wingnutsocial, and that includes TikTok which I'm obsessed with. And I think that's it for today, Nat. Got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. I don't even care today. Sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. And the... I don't care. I don't give a poop. Good boy, Mango.